Welcome to Medicus the Podcast, the show where we meet the people working on the science that will shape our future. And for this episode, I went on a hunt for inspiration from a scientist who has woven fitness into his work and family life so well that he makes it look effortless. With my New Year's fitness resolution already wobbling, I wanted to find out how he manages to not lose sight of exercise when lab hours are long or children are sick, and how he has learned to forgive himself for those days when the motivation to exercise just isn't enough. But let's meet him first. My name is Sven Peterson. Um, I'm originally from Germany. I'm a biologist by training and ever since I specialized after my PhD I went more into immuno-oncology or uh, cancer immunology and uh, currently um, we are trying to investigate new methods to image um, cell therapies for cancer. Now not only did Sven shift from studying classical biology, think the wonders of zoology and botany, to medical biology, he also moved countries not once but three times. Yet throughout all of these changes, the father of two young kids never left exercise behind. Although sometimes even he would question himself when the alarm went off at 5 a.m. in the morning. Especially when, when I plan to go in the early morning to get up at 5 something, just to go for a jog or something, then you really sometimes wonder, uh, question yourself whether you're nuts or um, uh, whether this is actually still normal. Um, but once you have done it, once you complete it, or even during the process, once you actually start running and you feel actually, oh yeah, I've overcome the strongest hurdle of doing the exercise, which is actually getting dressed and going on the road. It just feels like an accomplishment. You did something for yourself. You did something for your health. You did something for your confidence. And um, especially when I used to do it in the mornings, it carried me through the day. So even if experiments sucked later in the day, it was less of an impact to me. <laughs> And while he had all the time to exercise when he first came to Singapore as a pseudo-bachelor, all that changed when his wife and two kids joined him, and life definitely got a little bit more complicated. With many more responsibilities, like meals and school drop-offs, and requests for play or stories, finding time for exercise has become a bit more challenging. I still try to do it three times, if not four times, to work out during the week. Fortunately. My wife is very supportive, so she likes to exercise herself, so she's supportive when I need my free time to exercise. So we try to really share the burden, for example, in the evenings to pick the kids up uh, from school so that uh, on some days I can do either um, work longer hours or just do my workout, and on some other days she can do the same. And we all know that feeling when there are just too many things to juggle. But what I was curious about was how he made sure it never was the fitness ball that got totally dropped, so to speak. Because certainly for me, regular exercise is like walking a tightrope. So long as you're on it, you can keep going. But once you lose your balance and fall off, it seems incredibly hard to get back up again. I think I am a little lucky that, first of all, I come from a family where sports always have been very important. I was, however, the only one who was kind of outside the, the stream because everyone was playing tennis in my family. It was a completely uh, tennis nuts family. And I was the youngest of um, four boys and I kind of fell out of the raster to, to be picked up by my dad for rigorous tennis training. So I just did my own thing. I started with swimming and then and lucky again that my best friend at that time when I was a young teenager, he was into athletics. He did decathlon and his dad was actually the trainer. So, and he, they asked me to, to join, and I did, and I did that until I was 18. 
Um, so quite a few years I did um, strain and I did do a few decathlons and by far I was not the best. I, so the, the competition obviously is extremely strong when it comes to those um, kind of sports. So they are usually only the really good ones. Um, but despite um, not always be extremely competitive or as strong as others, I still love the challenge and I love the training. I just like to to really see myself getting better in certain things, which I usually thought are not really, like genetically not really where I'm just not made for. Fully hooked on that feeling of being part of a team, the pride in beating his own limits and the confidence a workout brought him, Sven knew that exercise would be something he would always make time for. I definitely wanted to do something else. I didn't want to just um, then just, yeah, sit at at my desk, study biology and get fat. I, I did not like that idea. Um, so therefore, um, the easiest way was basically just start running more rigorously when I was an undergrad because it's the cheapest. And again, you don't need anyone else. You don't need any schedule. You don't need much equipment. Um, and that's where when I got um, kind of, I challenged myself and I got motivated to train for marathon. And then I did actually run marathon. Um, over a few years I did a few marathons and once I have kind of completed that big challenge for me it was always like this massive um, obstacle for me am I able to actually run 42 kilometers in one in one go right and and once I, I knew I couldn't do this um, I was looking for something else and then once I was in Singapore I got a little bit um, interested in the Spartan races which obviously involves a lot more than just running it involves a lot of strength um, and coordination as well. So I kind of, um, yeah, was just um, always looking for slightly different things, but uh, always uh, somewhat um, in the same field of sport. And while fitness may never be the ball that is completely dropped, Sven isn't too concerned about having a fixed exercise routine to stress about now that his pseudo bachelorhood is over. Once um, the, the wife and the kids came a year ago to Singapore, it has been way more challenging to find free time as well as the motivation because obviously apart from work suddenly so many more responsibilities and duties are kind of piling up and when you come home you cannot just sit on on your chair and watch tv or work out these two options i had now it's just so much more which i should be doing um, once the kids um, come greet you at the door and then they constantly want your attention or you have to clean or you have to brush their teeth, bring them to bed, these kind of things. And then to find the motivation after that again to, to even do some workout is even harder. So I completely understand that everyone has their struggles to find time and find motivation, find the strength to do workout. But yeah, everyone who feels the need or definitely has the need should really try hard to find the time because the benefits again are countless and um, priceless. And they are particularly priceless to Sven himself, who as an undergraduate suffered from depression. With no family history of the illness, Sven didn't recognize what he was up against at first. I really did not know what's going on with me. I just felt sad all the time. And I was trying to look for solutions, but didn't really find anything. However, I'm pretty sure that exercise, which I never stopped even during my lowest points, helped me um, very strongly to go through that difficult time until I was ready to understand better 
what's going on in me and then look for the appropriate help. So yeah, definitely the exercise, energy boosts, um, as well as the hormonal boost you, you receive um, from the exercise. I'm sure it, it played a um, very important role in me still being here. With daily exercise playing a life-saving role in his life, I wanted to find out how he has managed to become flexible with how often or when to exercise and how to forgive himself when he has a day or even weeks when he doesn't. I got better at that. It took some, some training, so to speak. That is one of the other things which I was different during my undergrads. When I had my challenging times, I think that also slightly contributed to my depression maybe that I was almost compulsory with certain things, that I just had an idea of a perfect day, what I wanted to accomplish, what I wanted to do in that day, and it had to be done, everything. And once I didn't, I felt really bad. And that was always uh, reading, studying, then going to the lab, and then after that, watching the news, and then doing my workout routine, and then maybe before bed reading some more, and then these kind of things. I had this crazy routine where I just always expected something productive from myself and whenever I did not fit in the workout which I planned to do I felt really bad. However I got to realize that this is just not the right way to approach workout or basically anything in life and therefore I convinced myself to become a lot more forgiving and easier with myself. So nowadays again so things that my wife even sometimes has to remind me hey you didn't work out for two weeks um, how can you still be sane and happy? Um, then, I, then I just say, yeah, well, things changed, right? And then, first, so again, first of all, I got a lot more forgiving with myself. Secondly, it's also that I find accomplishments with other things than just only workout. For example, spending quality time with my kids is also an accomplishment. Um, or even cleaning the bathroom, and I'm happy that it's all clean and neat. Um, it's an accomplishment. So it can replace workouts sometimes. And this feeling of accomplishment is also something he finds in his work. So whenever I kind of have a little breakthrough myself, I just read something and I just really got to understand certain mechanisms and so on. I just uh, like that feeling. Maybe it's a bit of a feeling like an accomplishment compared to or similar to sports when you just have completed something and then you just feel the accomplishment. Um, that you understand something more. And then obviously also the, the ability to, to do something no one has done before. That is kind of very exciting to, to be able, first of all here in this environment, to have all the facilities and all the abilities and all the people around so that you can actually do those things. This is kind of a blessing already. But then once you actually achieve something and you see it and your results and you know this does not exist yet. No one has done that before. And this is completely new. This is very exciting. The feeling is good. It comes in sometimes too rarely that you have these kind of moments of achievement because obviously the daily routine in science is often um, accompanied with a lot of frustration and, and failed experiments. It's just part of it. But yeah, once these um, moments come in where you really achieve something, that is great. As for right now, he is directing his curiosity to help advance the field of cancer imaging as a member of the Laboratory for Translational and Molecular Imaging. What I'm particularly focused on is trying to develop a tool to image cell therapies, which means um, cells are being employed as a therapy, for example, during cancer therapy. So those um, therapeutic cells will be injected into a patient, um, but usually after the injection to the patient, these therapeutic cells, kind of, we lose track of them. 
because we cannot we cannot really follow them where they go because they just disappear in the bloodstream and and wherever they settle afterwards um, so you can obviously take blood samples and then see whether you still see some of those cells but you don't know whether if you see some or, or if you see none whether they just homed somewhere and they just stuck in some tissue or they just all died or whatever so basically a lot of um, lags are there when it comes to really understanding the efficacy of um, cell therapies and we want to make it available for non-invasive imaging so that you basically inject those cells into a patient and then whenever you want along the line during the treatment even years after you could inject a certain radioisotope which is specific to those set of therapeutic cells and they will take up this radioisotope and then you can image those cells via SPECT or PET scanning. That sounds super cool. Yeah it is. And his go-to exercises now? I like running a lot it's just when I run too often too long um, it come, becomes too monotonous for me. So I really like um, to change between different workouts. I, on one hand, like to work out on my own since I don't have to rely on anyone for any schedules. And um, I can do whenever and whatever I want, depending how I feel that day. However, I also enjoy every now and then a very social interaction. So therefore, I kind of um, also developed a liking for boot camps. Apart from the tough workout, you have a lot of social interactions. You meet new people. Um, you widen your horizon and your network. It's, it's just, it's uh, all good stuff. And that's where his interest in fitness broadened from his personal well-being to coaching others. Combining the principles he learned during his athletics training with the joy of a good workout, Sven started to design and teach boot camps, and most recently extending his coaching to his colleagues at Duke NUS, something that brings him a great sense of accomplishment. I just uh, got a lot of joy from it. Um, it just it was nice. Probably because I just, to some extent, I like teaching. And obviously it's also nice when people afterwards come up to you and say, I really enjoyed it and it was a good workout. Or the next, the next day they text you and say, oh God, I feel sore. Uh, I can't even stand uh, and these kind of things. Um, they make you feel good. And while he hopes to instill a similar love for sports in his kids, who are now four and six, he's letting them discover their own interests in their own time. Yeah, we obviously go to the pool a lot and I try to um, teach them a little bit of swimming and so on. But again, I, 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 I prefer to have a very relaxed view on that. So whenever they, they kind of show some interest in certain things, I'm more than supportive. Um, if not, then not. And I want to give them their own time. Advice that certainly holds true for any age. So before we ended our interview, I put Sven on the spot for a round of quick fire questions to help get us inspired. Best type of exercise to manage stress? Running. Burn fat? <laughs> Running. When you don't have a lot of time? Running. When you're just starting out? Brisk walk. What do you do when you hit the wall? You're expecting a quick answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just push. When it's really too tough, again, I don't want to be crazy about it. Then I just start walking and take a break, right? Don't, don't be nuts. Um, but push yourself and to really challenge yourself and to really get out of breath, to reach your heartbeat of 180. That, that is an exciting thing to realize about your own body. Advice for those of us for whom fitness is not ingrained? Try to find something which you enjoy at least a bit. And as long as you hate it, just try to find something else. Um, try to work out, but try to have fun. Best way to get started? It helps to be in some kind of support group, to know people who know how to motivate or at least to keep you on track and to remind you how good it is and also to, to um, educate you about what's the right thing to do and what's the wrong thing to do. Biggest reward for staying fit beyond personal health? 
The entire family basically gave up on lifting our daughter because he's now over 20 kilograms, but then only Papa can still do it. And these little things, they obviously make you happy. And if that's not a reason to work out, I don't know what is. And that's it for this episode. I hope it's left you with more than just an impression of Sven's journey, but given you a little bit of inspiration to help you on your fitness journey, wherever you may be. If you've enjoyed this conversation, you might also like our exploration of how music and art help our scientists focus and unwind. And if you're curious about the latest scientific breakthroughs and trends and how they shape our lives, check out our magazine Medicus, the link to which is in the show notes. And of course, hit subscribe to never miss another episode. It leaves me just to say a big thank you to our guest Sven Pettersen for sharing his story. This podcast was produced and hosted by Nicole Lim for Medicus, a Duke NUS publication.